I love wrestling. I eat, sleep, and drink wrestling. I'm an old school wrestler. I have great passion for the sport of wrestling. memoirs uh we have a motto here and the motto is you only die once but you live every day All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Actually, I'll get it right one time, Jimmy. The world's number one pro wrestling broadcast. But you seem like you're a little bit out of gas after yeah, this off, week in wrestling. Slightly off my game. <laughs> hey, I'm human. It happens. You are a bit human. Yeah, a bit. Thank you. For <laughs> Just a little bit, a little sliver. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Oh, God. Here lies Jimmy. He was a bit human. Ugh. Um, Good Lord. We had this week in wrestling where we kind of went off subject and, you know, yeah. uh, we discussed the passing of Mike Halick, uh, friend of the show. Mr. Mantor. 
really great guy. Yep. Um, but this isn't about this show, right? So, um, that all being said, Abe, you did a really good job on that video. Nice job, Abe. Cool. Thanks, guys. It's hard for us to transition out of something so emotional, but thank God we have our guest because she is a ray of sunshine. I also want to thank Bart for his tremendous work on the Wish You Were Here uh, tribute to, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. To, to Mike. All right, great, let's open up job. with this, man. Yeah. Um, world reacts to O.J. Simpson transgender right, right, that, news. That, now, hold on a second. We're we just going to switch right back to being normal bozos? You're going to talk to me about O.J.? All right, well, we'll be bozos. Go ahead, tell me what this bozo has to Former say. star running back and infamous murder suspect, O.J. Simpson, murder claims suspect. that he has tried to stay away That's from the... Itself. <laughs> that is... <laughs> that you're funny. Keep going, murders. Tell me what the murder away from the subject say. of transgender women in the women's sports, and he is no longer staying quiet. Oh, so well. we'll play the video and tell you what 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 OJ had to say. Well, there's a subject that I've tried to stay out of, but some yeah, lately it's hard to avoid. I I saw Megan uh, Rapino uh, said that she would love to be competing. Uh, against um, transgender women and uh, look I'm all for it I think yeah you be whatever you want to be to me it doesn't really matter Uh, I remember years ago when I was a tennis player and I saw Dr. Renee Richards compete here was a person in their 40s that transgender and the courts ruled that she could compete and hey she was pretty good. She didn't win any major tournaments. I think she got to a, a finals of a doubles once, and I think she got to the third round of a singles. But let's face the fact, even though she was in her 40s and never a great, great, great tennis player, being a biological male, uh, she was able to do pretty well against the women back then. I see the girl in Connecticut is suing the state, the track girl, because never was able to get a gold medal in her junior and senior year because she was competing against guys who identified as um, uh, female. I mean, they went through no medical or any change, but they just said they identified and they beat her. Uh, my thing is, why, why don't they treat it, especially in track and field, why don't you treat it like uh, the marathon? Uh, let everybody compete, but when it's over, have a category for female, a category for male, and a category for transgenders. Uh, Senator in South Carolina stated, what if Mike uh, Tyson decide to identify uh, as a female? Are you going to let him box women? I don't think so. I'm a golfer, and trust me, you could take probably the 350th rated a male golfer if he decides well now that we know women are making all of this money but if he decides that he wants to identify as a female uh trust me you would probably be a top 10 female golfer it just isn't fair if you're born a male you're born a female i don't think it's fair in sports to have them competing against one another give them their own category let the trans compete against the trans, the female against the females, and the males against the male. I'm just saying. Take care. Jimmy, thoughts? Oh, on I... Mr. Simpson's view on 
transgender I just wanna, athletes. I just want to know, does OJ identify himself as a male murderer? <laughs> That's about as much time as I'll give you, OJ. Fuck off. Wait, you had no other... No, um, I don't. Yeah. Fuck off. Right, with the language. Ah, damn it. Last ah, show, right. you're out of control. Yeah, you're right. I have to jump in. Okay, fine. OJ... So you got nothing to say. OJ, you're a jerk. Who cares? Is that better? That's is that better. cleaner? That is cleaner. I feel clean. I feel wholesome now. <laughs> so if OJ got a sex change of some kind, he would identify himself as a transvestite murderer. Well, transgender murder. Transgender. What's, Trans- what's the difference anyway? I'm so confused. Can it, you break it that is down a little for bit me? difficult. Transvestite, I would say, transgender. One quick I don't thing: know. girl in Connecticut can't win because she's competing against men who right. identify as women. Right. Do you think she has a legitimate case? I'll slow it down just to make sure. Entertain this? She's a woman. Yeah. Can't win because she's competing against transgender women. Right? So these are men who identify as a woman, competing against real women. Stick to your own lane. killing them. Stick to your own lane. So you don't agree with transgender in sports. Stick to your own lane. You know what's scary? I might agree with OJ. Didn't he say that they should all just stick to their own lanes? I think think it's ridiculous at this point that... I think it's ridiculous at this point that they're talking about making a transgender category. I agree. You want me to disagree? I agree. I agree with that. And, and what's but, it, how about the what, tennis player who's Where a else man? are we heading here? How about the tennis like player? Like you said, what if Mike Tyson, he actually... Oh, but, geez, wait a minute, points. though. How this about the tennis weird. player who's a man, okay. yeah. but mm-hmm. he's a transgender, now he's a woman... <laughs> And can't beat women at tennis. Then you just That's suck. pretty embarrassing. You just suck, buddy. That's, it's like, you shouldn't be in sports. doesn't matter what you whacked off or waxed on. It doesn't matter. Oh, boy. <laughs> I get the cleanest, no cursing. You gotta, you're, you're okay. You're all right. I'm trying. Oy. Gotta keep you... I should just say oi on everything. That would keep everything. By the everything. way, we have a guest, yeah. right? And she has her son, who's 12 years old. So who hits 230-foot home runs. Which is fine, but, you know, what? let's not... He knows all the words. You think he knows Absolutely. all the words? We'll find out. We'll I think him. we will. <laughs> Ronda Rousey no longer holds half of the WWE Women's yeah. Tag Team Champions. We're talking a little wrestling for a second. Uh, right? We are? Yeah, why not? Uh, okay. After a tag team partner and longtime friend Shayna Baszler turned on her at Money in the Bank, um, the rumor is that the baddest woman on the planet may no longer want to be part of the WWE is contemplating a return to UFC. <laughs> Thoughts on that? <laughs> That's a, yeah, well, if she fights CM Punk, she's winning. But that's about it. Wow. It's not a and good she's idea. not even transgender. R- Rhonda, it's not, yeah. It's and not he's not good, even transgender. It's not a good idea. Punk should become transgender. He might have more of a shot. He might He did he not do win. well as a male. He, he did not. Identifying as a male was not good for him. So, yeah. Let me ask you. <laughs> this is now really... we're thinking about it, right? So I was a pretty decent athlete. Yeah. I never reached the I was levels. amazing, but nobody knows that. But go ahead. But yeah. I never reached the levels. Yeah. Would it make sense just to claim to be transgender so maybe you could go further in life? Wow, check out those boobs. Go for it. <laughs> what no, are you no, telling no. me? What I mean is like I put what? on a wig and I run. Like I was fast. Michelle. You wouldn't believe it now, but I was fast. Mary and Monty? I mean, what are we saying? I put a wig on and beat everybody. And then all of a sudden right. I'm, winning, I'm winning Olympic gold medals. Yeah, but then someone goes, hey! No, but I just say I'm a transgender. That's all. You just identify, I identify as a woman. That's it. You're safe. You're clear. Welcome to 2023. You just got to say it. Just, yeah, just say it. When will the first person identify as a dog? This is going to sound scary, but back in high school, 
David Sutkin identified as a you future. You can't name names what? on a show. Oh, what's up, Dave? <laughs> he he said he wanted to be a puppy in his next life, so I think he was already pre-identifying. Don't you remember that, David? Lawsuit. What? All right, anyway. Why? Upcoming shows, June 20th. You know That's many, next Thursday. We got with that name WCCW legend <laughs> Brian Adidas in a very rare interview. Uh, should be exciting. Okay. And then right after that, on August 3rd, the unsung heroes that made the stars, David Isley along oh, with God. Tommy Angel, okay. will be in studio. Okay. All right. All and right. I'm sure there will be shows in between that. But then on seven, right. September 17th, Barry's back. Barry okay. Windham in studio. Top five. Awesome, awesome. I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty Nefaro and Jimmy Farrow, along with his partner, Bart Griggs. Make up the band Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. What do you do when you go to YouTube? You like and subscribe. Thank you. Whew. Go really, go to Spotify, I'm Apple really Music, and Reverb Nation Sorry. to download their music. And if you didn't know it, you are watching Monty and the Faro. Mm. You can catch us on the Monty and the Faro YouTube page, Monty and the Faro Facebook Live page. Here's on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Get us on Twitch TV, and then if you're lucky enough to live in New York, where you'll catch this show in a consolidated. Yeah. You okay with that? Yeah, it's good. Abbreviated. Of this interview yeah. with our great guest. Okay. Uh, on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 and Saturday at 11.30 a.m. And Channel 20 at Tuesday at 7 p.m. What, what does this show identify as? What are we? Wow. <laughs> That's a Man, good question. Oh boy, I've opened up a can of worms. I'm going to say we identify as a... Um, you better make this good. A dog training show. <laughs> Is that what we are? Yeah, that's what we are. Now heel, armbar, dropkick. Right, exactly. Roll over. We're over 150,000 people <laughs> watch us weekly and will be watching our guests. Wait, and no. the baseball scouts will be watching one of our guests. They, they should. The future. They should. Derek Jeter. Yeah. Uh, also, guys, just a reminder. We remind you every week, and it's got to happen. Yeah. Download the Intuitive Network. It's a free app. Where you get movies, documentaries, comedy skits, uh, music videos. It's it's free, and it's got such great, awesome content, especially who? The flagship, the Monty and the Foul. You, uh, I was going to challenge you, though. You have to spell intuitive. No, that's your part. No, no, no. Part. Come on, man. All right, fine. I'll do it. I-N-2-I. It's off the screen. I don't need it. I-N-2-I-T-I-V-E. Intuitive. Get into it. That was very affirmative, by the way. It was. I identify as an affirmative male. There you go. It's pretty good. We'll be right back with our guest, the uh, daughter and grandson of the iconic Adrian Adonis. Very nice. Who have been uh, just recently, actually as recent as Tuesday, uh, was the main subject Mm -hmm. of Dark Side of the Ring. Very nice. So we'll get into it with his daughter, uh, Angie Paredes. Sounds nice. All right. Sounds good. uh, Everybody knows what a big fan I am of Adrian. Oh, yeah, we both are. Uh, And you are, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We will see you in a moment. Sir? Ah. Manscaped? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, you know... Have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped, what are you thinking about Manscaped, dude? Love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. The only hair I have on my entire body 
is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to uh, go do I know a deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair, racing stripe, or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush? <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well-manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line that I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. Oh, that's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy yeah. shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah. you yeah. can see both sides. It's not like blinking lights on both I, sides of that. Landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that. Gotcha. As well. Oh, yeah, look but what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey, the, ah. the, the older I get though, I don't, I think, I don't think I can be as, uh, I found it. I found it. Have you ever gone down there and like, just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear then? What is Retro. Just Absolutely. You're like, whoa. Wow. Yeah, like, like it pops out? Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the courage <laughs> to get through. He's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him an yeah, not all, not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I, I, <laughs> listen, I couldn't say Bush. I couldn't say it. Well, <laughs> if you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break, and anyway. we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. Uh, dropkick. All right, welcome back to the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast, uh-huh. Monty DeFaro. Uh-huh. Welcoming, welcoming, Angie and son. <laughs> it sounds like a show. Very nice. <laughs> we should make we should make a movie on that. Angie and son. Wow, I like it. Oh. Hi, Angie. Hi, son. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What is happening? Angie, oh. first I want to say I'm so glad from when we first met. From I don't know how many years ago you were on the show. Two years ago, maybe. Was it that long? No, Can't I'm not be. Sure. Yeah. No, I would say yeah. maybe a year and change. No, you... no sir. It was like three years. Ago. Was it like three? Yeah. Get out of here. It was a minute. It was a minute. Oh my god! But like I, I feel like we're wow. like friends. I do. I'm like I felt like I met. You know, I I have a friend, which I don't have many of, by the way. So yeah, he ain't that's kidding. Important. He ain't kidding. <laughs> Well, uh, it's obviously like yes, family. She she brought her son on and everything. So, she feels Angie, comfortable. Let's let's start right off the bat. Thoughts on transgender? Oh no, women, men what? in what? women's sports. What are you doing? To what do you her? think? Happens at our school. I I'm not even getting into that. I had this one call me and leave a classroom when they were trying to show cartoons on transgender two years ago. 
um, I asked him, I mean, you can switch over and play softball, maybe. And what did you tell me? I said, that's an idea. She said, only if I could be a lesbian. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, this is this, this kid. And you're worried if he does, you know, might hear a word he's never heard before. Oh, no. Yeah, anyway. No. Oh, I think the landing strip, yeah. There you go. There you go. You know, these two caterpillars racing towards my nose. Oh Excellent. My God. Excellent. He Man, here we are adding into the uh, yeah. dysfunction of he's, today's youthful society. I think he's the exception, to tell so, you the truth. Being a young man, the athlete you are, what are your thoughts on men in women's sports? Oh, just spit it out. And by the way, son, tell everybody your name. Uh, my name's Cash. There we Cash. go. <laughs> so what would you do if you were you were struck out by a girl? What? That was three years ago. Don't talk about that. Would you go back into your room <laughs> and close the door? I mean, my God. It was four or five years ago. I don't know what happened. I, honestly, <laughs> just mess up. I don't. I don't recall that actually. But okay. Um, that's good. That's yeah. good. Mom will, will throw him underneath the bus. Wow. Yeah, but, were you ashamed? Were you ashamed of yourself? Honestly, I think she was on steroids. <laughs> Wow. Was she on steroids? Did you launch an investigation? Well, I don't know. Her like, her arms were like that big. Really? She was beating <laughs> yeah. up boys after class? It was like one of those situations? Not just wow. beating them up. I'm was she, was, she, was she like, can you take me to a movie? <laughs> no, it was more like, you're taking me to a movie. She wasn't asking. What are you talking about? Why didn't you have your pitcher hit her in the head like Roger Clemens would do? You could have solved the whole thing in one shot. Maybe, but we weren't accurate. <laughs> they have that it's unbelievable. He's fast. Wow. Have you read the first oh, books? He's, oh, he's, he's witty. He's he is. Than I, am. I like that. It's, the, well, yeah. This is this is already getting to. It's really getting to a great start. <laughs> so, Angie, thoughts on yeah. Dark Side of the Ring? How oh, yeah. did you feel it came out? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it came out really, really. I I was pleased with it. I. You know, I was kind of a little nervous about how they would portray it. Uh, I was pleased with it. Uh, I was really grateful that Bret Hart um, came on and and said what he did. Uh, thankful for that. Uh, you know, thankful the Spivey, you know, Spivey had said before they met in Japan afterwards. So that was cleared up. Everybody likes to say he gave away the jacket. He did not, I mean... Yeah, he gave Piper the jacket, but that was not the jacket that he gave that Piper passed on uh, to, I don't know who it was, but there was a lot of talk. There was a female athlete that he gave it to. Um, no, we had it. We, lo- uh, we lost it and we moved a lot and we unfortunately lost it in a move, but no, he did not give that off to Piper. Um, the accident, a lot of people like to say, well, not like to say, but... We're saying, you know, they were drunk, they were on drugs. Uh, that was that was dispelled with the cal- uh, with what he had to say on that. They were uh, there was the robbery afterwards. There, um, it was. It, I thought it was really good. I would say personally, you know, uh, usually we have a lot of a lot of guys come through, and we're, we're personal friends of a lot of guys. So, like Marty Janetti is on the last episode this year. And, you know, I'm scared for Marty, right? Because this could be a major hit piece, right? They do a lot of this. But I really thought 
they came off making your father look really good. Yes, I thought they I thought they did as well. We were we were kind of concerned on that and then when we saw that I was I was really pleased. Did you have the right of refusal by any chance? Like if you saw it and didn't like what you saw, were you able to say, "Hey, no, 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 no." We did we didn't see it till the, uh till Tuesday. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. And they had they have you guys under some How does that work? Can you explain how that works when they how did the whole thing come about? How did the producers reach out to you? Can you can you tell the fans out there? Oh, so we I did um I did an interview with Hannibal. I did an interview with you guys. And after those two, it, you know, it it kind of took off. There was a lot of things um uh Tara, she is one of the, is with Darkseid had messaged me on Twitter and had messaged me on Facebook. And I had contacted my mom and um I said, hey, this lady messaged for Dark Side. And then I talked to Tara and I said, well, I'm fine. I'll agree to do it if my mom agrees to do it. And she goes, your mom already agreed. So we got together at the ranch and at my mom's ranch in Oklahoma and uh, did the interview, which the guys were great that came out and did that. How does, how does it work, though? So once they do the interview, they're building the documentary. At some point, I, again... I'm assuming they paid you guys. I would hope they paid you guys anyway. Um, is there like a hush order where you can't speak about it there was, the whole time? Yes, there was, uh, you know, just a contract saying that we're not going to talk about it. And then um, even though Dave Meltzer kind of announced it before they wanted him to, um, I guess he was just excited. Um, it was still like, hey, don't say anything. Um, we have to kind of, We have to wait on that. Did you yell at Dave Meltzer? Because I would love the opportunity to do so. No, I don't. I don't oh, know man. him. I want to ask this question. I'm going to refer to your son as the babe from this point on, as in Babe Ruth, because after all, he's 12 and he's hitting 230-foot home runs. So, babe, how does it feel being the grandson of such a famous pro wrestler. I mean, does it even phase you? Have you looked into your grandpa's life? Uh, do you care about wrestling? Well, um, look, I would say at, that... Huh? Look right here. There you go. I would say that it's uh, it's interesting, you know, although I didn't get to see him. I have watched clips of him, and I am interested... Oh, my God, that picture. I am interested <laughs> in wrestling. And... Uh, uh, I'm think I, I was thinking about doing it last time, but I already started uh, travel ball, so it kind of interrupted with it. So I'm thinking about doing it next year and just doing high school baseball and stuff. Interesting. You ever think about being a pro wrestler? You got mic skills, kid. You ever think about that? Uh, or does mom say, "Don't you dare"? <laughs> no, mom says, "Do whatever." Just he's always going to be mommy's muffin. Awesome. He loves when I do that. I hold up signs. Oh God, for him he's and, he's, and he's cringing right now when you said that. But that I I would expect him to. That's okay. Oh, they do. They have glitter on them. I take my time make it for him. He loves he loves <laughs> it. Oh my God, <laughs> he loves it. That's great, <laughs> Angie. One thing I did notice from the documentary: your mom, she still seemed like she loved your dad. It was amazing. Can you share your thoughts on that? They, I mean, to this day, she'll tell you that was her best friend. Mm. They were very, very close. Um, I think they'd, if he was alive, they'd still be married to this day. 
it's very hard for her to talk about things. Um, you know, I didn't, until we were filming this, I didn't really know how she found out that he had passed because she didn't talk about it. She'd go lock herself in the room. We didn't talk about it. She would walk away if we brought him up. It was, um, she just, she couldn't do it. Um, she'll, she would say little things like, you know, the way, the way that I walk reminded her of my dad or, uh, my daughter, Brianna, her eyes remind her of my dad. Um, uh, this, how this one's look. yes. The way how cash looks reminds her, uh, there's pictures, how she look, how much he looks like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, she just, she couldn't, she couldn't handle it. She'd fall apart. Um, I really don't know how she was 28, uh, when that happened with two kids. And I know that, you know, she stayed home and she had life insurance on him. You know, they just got it too. I, I, I don't remember a couple months. It wasn't even like a year. If she didn't have that, I mean, what, you know, I think about that a lot. Like what would we have done? Because she, she didn't go to school. She stayed home. She would, she took care of us. Being so, being so was, guarded over the years and, you know, being very private about her feelings and stuff, were you surprised that she gave Tales from the Dark Side permission to even do this? I was. I was very, because there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of anim, animosity towards mm-hmm. Vince, towards um, towards a lot of it. Um, I was very surprised that she did. I was very grateful she did it. I mean, I found out a lot of things. I didn't know about the jacket at the end of the scene. I had no idea. I, I knew that they, I remember they bought, she bought the house while he was in Japan. He didn't get to see it yet, but I had no clue about the jacket until the end of that episode. Being so, that you, uh, being that you did the documentary is the, uh, communication between you and your mom about your father more open now. It's about the same. Um, I mean, I've only talked to her once, and she had she had my um, nieces over at her house, so they're twin five year olds, <laughs> and they're they're pretty wild. So I didn't really get to talk to her that much about it yet, but um, I know she was very pleased with it. Um, I mean, last time in December, uh, I had an aunt pass away, so we took flowers to uh, dad. And then my stepdad is buried next to him, so we took flowers to him as well. But my mom just doesn't, still to me, just doesn't really verbalize that, doesn't speak about that. But I think that, I mean, that was the love of life. That was everything. Uh, the answer the answer may be obvious, but did you, how uncomfortable did you feel possibly with all the stories of, you know, the, the cocaine and the drug use? Um... Not really. I mean, that seems to be, you know, what they, what people did back in the day. Right. I listened True. to a podcast of Fumi mm-hmm. and Fumi told me he saw him in Japan and he told him, you know, no more chemicals, no more alcohol, really. Um, maybe a beer now and then. And he was getting back on track for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that, you know, I look back and I was like, mom, I remember you have a razor blade necklace. Mom, you have a 24 karat gold fingernail. What's that about? And she, just don't worry about it, Angela. Just don't worry about it. That's just what we did back then. Just, just right. don't talk about it. I just kind of laugh, and I was like, well, I guess I shouldn't have been in trouble in high school that time that you caught me. And she, Angela, knock that off. And so she, you know, I just, I, didn't, I guess I didn't know. Yeah. 
to be experienced, but this, we're not doing that, right? I didn't know you got in trouble in high school. Don't worry about what I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was dead, kid. That was dead. Don't ask That's questions. Just hit home runs. Right. Launch angle. Um, yes. There's been there's been so much back and forth about the car accident that took your father's life. In the end, it seems to be an accident. Is are you comfortable with that? Is that the true story in your opinion? Or um, so I listened, recently listened to a podcast called Grappling Canada that had the uh, an officer on scene and two bystanders that helped. Okay. Um, officer on scene said that you know they did a toxicology report. No alcohol, no drugs on scene. Okay. One of the bystanders said no. They were driving, they were passing a couple vehicles, and then another vehicle was coming and they got blinded and they swerved off. Um, another ve- a guy said he was holding my dad's head up out of water. It was very, it's very graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still, you know, some things like my mother received a bill from the hospital for setting my dad's leg. I'm sorry, I've worked ER trauma a long time you're not going to set somebody's leg in the middle of a code. Uh, the a report said that he had a torn aorta, t- torn aorta, a ruptured spleen, and a lacerated liver. Those three alone, he would, I, I, I just don't know about that. A, a torn aorta, you're going to, you have seconds. Like you're not, he was, what they say, you know, he was alive till he got to the hospital. In the police report, it said he coded, you know, twice on the way to the hospital. Um, it, it was, it gave a little bit, it gave a better understanding for those people that were there. And I can't imagine the trauma, of, you know, bystanders that were just there fishing that day that, that helped. And then the lady law enforcement that was on scene um, seemed like, and she worked the theft case as well. So that gave a little more clarity on there. But if you read the book, Drawing Heat, uh, which is a story about uh, the bear man, it kind of paints a picture of, you know, maybe it was they were, you know, ran off the road or for the reasons of, I guess, there was bad blood between Vince and the bear man and some things that it it's just it was a little odd. And reading some other things, I mean, I just don't I just don't know. It's just kind of, I guess it's always going to be, we just don't know that. So, obviously you were much younger when this happened to your father. When you read these things, you hear these things, like for example, it seemed like your father suffered before he passed. Does that still affect you to this day? Um, I think it does. Um, I mean, I hate to hear that on there that, if you read the grappling from Canada, he just, he kind of kept coming to and asking the same question of, you know, about his family and about, you know, help me and that what's going on. And the guy, the guy said he kept repeating it. Um, you know, I hate to hear that, that he suffered on like that. Um, I, I don't know. I've seen, like I said before, working in an ER with trauma, I've seen a lot of things. Um, I don't, you know, before I knew, I mean, I always knew he was in a car accident. My mother never went, went through it. She would always just yell at us to buckle up because, you know, our father was in a car accident. You need to be buckled up. Um, I don't know why I went into emergency room nursing. Maybe there's a reason why. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I hate to hear that, 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 that he had suffered like that at the end. 
you mentioned Vince earlier with your mother. What, and you had a problem with Vince too. What was the problem between Vince and your mom? I think that it's the same problem. I mean, he lied about the sports figures. Um, my mother asked him. My mother asked him, um, "Did you make, you know, did you make us for a doll of Keith?" No, we didn't get a chance to do that. As she's looking at on it on the back of a wrestling magazine, um, just flat ass lied to her. He uh, speaking to some other people that were friends of dad's. Um, I've spoke to, you know, since I've talked to you guys, I've spoke with Brett Hart. I've spoke with Ken Patera. I've spoke with um, some other wrestlers that, that, that wrestled with him. Um, Vince didn't allow, didn't want wrestlers to go to his funeral. Um, such as Morocco couldn't go cause he couldn't get out of a, out of a, an event. Um, he just, you know, he should have honored what he told him to do. I think that my mom, my feelings on it is that my mom blames, uh, Vince. He went, you know, why he was in Canada. If he honored his deal, maybe he would have still been wrestling with WWF and he wouldn't have been in Canada for, you know, the timing of the accident. Um, that's my thoughts on her issues with Vince. Uh, they didn't, I know that she said some things and they didn't air those things on dark side. What she said, I don't know if it would have caused a controversy or what, but, um, or what, but you know, I, I know that there's an issue. If, so in your personal opinion, obviously you don't know what, you know, Adrian was a huge character from when he was the New York bad boy until he became adorable Adrian Adonis. In your feelings, why do you think Vince let him go? Um, I have heard, so I know there was a dress code, and I know he would wear his sweatpants. I know they started fining him, and he just, you know, okay, hey, here's, you know, they, he would just pay the fine. Then I, uh, my sister said something like he finally went to big and tall. And I said, I remember that he bought, he bought this khaki colored palm tree. The palm trees were white, but it was a khaki colored shirt and like mismatched shorts. And they said, fine, he could wear that. But it was almost like a mockery of it. I don't know if that was before or after. Um, so my understanding, his match with Piper for WrestleMania three, he was supposed to take that. But then, um, they came to him and Piper was going to retire and he said, okay. And he was promised WrestleMania four plus a bonus for shaving his head. And um, I don't know what else. Uh, then when it came time to collect, Vince said, oh, we're going another route. My dad said, you know, we shook on it. So then it was finally to the point. He just said, F Ken Patera told me a story where he was there that night. My dad came down the hallway through the locker room, scream, you know, yelling F him uh, screw Vince. He, he's a lion piece of crap. And he left. And then, uh, there's a friend of my dad, Joey Gaynor. He's a comedian. Joey said that Vince was on the phone. He left Vince said, you know, no, we're not doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to, I guess he was the first wrestler that Vince screwed over was on the phone with my mom, tried to talk him into it. My mom said, no, you know, it's, that's not my, my piece to do that. But that was coming from Joey Gaynor who had a little bit more inside of, of the gimmick 
uh, going to the gay gimmick. And Joey also said that, and I remember this, my dad did a commercial for Sports Illustrated before he passed. He was in a suit. It was like he was in a debate with another guy, and then he punched through the, the podium and pulled out the football phone. We had the football phone for a long time. I can't find that commercial clip anywhere. Uh, but I remember seeing it, and he said, yeah, he introduced him to his his um, agent, and my dad was going to start doing some movies. So I, I know that kind of went off topic and went off round, but uh, Joey said had a little bit more insight about, about Vince, about what went down on then. So I don't know if he was actually fired, if he just finally said, F it, I don't care. Mm. And... Or if he walked out and left, or how that went down. Adrian obviously had his friends in this business. Over the years, have some of the guys reached out to you over the years? I mean, I'm sure you've heard from some recently, especially with the documentary, but how about over the years? Have they gotten um, in contact over the years, with you? No. No, they couldn't. I, uh, Gon- Gonya? Greg? Yeah. Am I saying yeah. the last name right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gonya. So yep. I, had, I had a message on Facebook about three years from a gentleman who asked if he could give him my phone number. He had been trying to contact us for a long time. Um, so uh, I had talked, spoke with Greg, gave Greg my mom's number, contact information, and he's been talking with her. Um, that was about three years ago. Then I had talked to Ross Hart. Okay. And he, and so then Brett called me one day and I spoke with him for a while. And that was about two years ago. So that was, that was, that was, you know, very nice to hear from him. And, you know, he told me I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to, you know, there were drugs that, you know, I'm keeping it real. I was about how he was honored in the, you know, to go to the motel rooms to talk to him and how dad and Nyhart were like kids spitting, um, shooting spitballs in the airplane towards the flight attendants and, we're like a couple of boys, and he said just kind of rowdy and had fun. And, but no, I mean because we didn't. She didn't keep the last name. She didn't talk to my dad's friends in Buffalo uh, after she remarried and moved. It, she just didn't talk about it at all. This question's for the babe. The babe. Babe, do all your friends are they into wrestling, or is wrestling not the thing? I'm going to say wrestling, I'd say, not really popular for kids around, like, my age and stuff like that. I'm interested in it. I'm like, you know, I watch it some here and then, but I'm, like, I'm more into UFC than wrestling. But okay. I like, you know, wrestling in the UFC and stuff like that. And yeah. how, co- how come you're not into pro wrestling? I, I don't know. It's just it's not... I'm gonna be honest. I it's not very popular, so I just I haven't been, you know. Do you think it's too fake? I don't know. I'd say she said the f word. What's going on here? Now wait a minute. It's it's not real. What are you talking about? Oi. Okay. All right. I'm crushed, but that's okay. Like that. Well, we're doing our own UFC that we found out, and at his middle school, they were doing Fight Club, and it. Yeah. He's not gonna fight the chick that struck him out, is he? Yeah, we found yeah. But so there was a couple kids fighting and the it was like this short kid that I don't like at all and he always talks the most crap. I'm not gonna say his name. 
But um, <laughs> he was fighting this other kid, and I had someone record it, and oh, they no. sent it to me, and it oh, was no. funny. Uh, yeah, we, I went through his phone, and he thinks he can delete. I wasn't delete. involved, though. He, I wasn't involved, though. It was on I wasn't your phone. Involved. I wasn't involved. I wasn't there. <laughs> you were associated. Oh, I love it. You might want to develop oh, some moves from uh, Grandpa's move set, but you know it, it will probably help you because, boy, could your Grandpa go? Well, um, you so- know that's Angie. That's an interesting part of the documentary too. Your your father was a real yeah. bad A, right? Yeah, he uh, yes. he grew up in the streets of Buffalo. Bad A. Well, I'm keeping he it clean. He's keeping Thank it clean. I'm sure down Babe there. knows what yeah. the A stands for, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, he would go down there, and um, I talked to Tony, and there's another friend, Joe LaBruno, and they both told me that, yeah, um, I asked Tony one day, I said, well, is he con- was he connected with people? And Tony's like, yeah, he would go do collections for my dad. Oy. That's what wow. I said. I was like, oh, mm. okay, I didn't know that part. And my mom goes, yeah, at the funeral, there's some mobster guys that came, had no idea who who they were. You know, she met them previously when they went to Buffalo, but she didn't know know them. But yeah, one, so as Tony said, he was in federal prison at the time. So I was like, oh, wow, well, yeah. all right. So even though the babe's not into pro wrestling, the big thing that's happening now is collectibles. Is there any collectibles of your father that you still have that you you hold near and dear to your to your heart? We have a couple. We have the trophy. Yeah, I have his trophy from 1983 Madison Garden. Where is it? Um, it's in my bedroom at the top on the top shelf. If you want to grab it, um, I remember him drinking beer out of it, eating pistachios. We were watching something on the couch, and he brought it home. Uh, I have that. My my sister has a scrapbook that a fan in Japan made him. Um, it was her own personal pictures, of mostly of him and Murdoch together, and then she sent that when he passed. Uh, I have the license plate from, it says Adonis 4. Uh, what else? Oh, I have a medal from Japan. Okay, nice. I'm trying to, th- uh, my sister, He would when he would go back to Japan, he would bring back all kinds of stuff, so she has these swords that he brought back. But as wrestling stuff... Um, Oh, there it is. Where is his leather cap from the early days? That's a it, nice... It, uh, I, it was, and I said on there that, unfortunately, but yes, this. There we go. And what is that, from Madison Square what, does, it, does it have an inscription yes. on it? I'm just curious. It has a plaque. Where's the plaque at? I don't think. Uh, no, it has... I have a picture of the plaque. It's 19, 1983, Madison Square, Garden. Madison Square Garden? Okay. Yes. But it's in... Uh, put that up... Dad, uh, but the uh, that encryption it, and then I have a, I have I took all of that for dark side when we were filming, uh, but yeah I have that on there and then my sister has some things too so we kind of have those divided up there was pictures like some of these pictures I mostly pictures all the stuff that we had before it um, we have moved so many times. That I had a trunk that I used to keep everything in when, I don't know, I was like 13 and I kept a lot of stuff in there. But the wrestling trunks and boots, um, 
those. I don't know. We lost along the move. Oh, too bad. I have his old. Uh, I have his old date. Uh, his old planner from 1986. Cool. And it's crazy. A motel room was forty two dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, food, like, and then there was something for his hair. It was like hair was thirteen dollars. <laughs> you paid okay. for that. Your yard um, ape out there. I don't know if he could answer this question, but he wants to know if you know what relax with Trudy meant. He just made it up, my mom said. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, I still have this Pro Wrestling Illustrated 88 Editor's Award. All right. Wow. That's fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, I have um, all of these newspapers. Okay, so here it is. The fourth Madison uh, Square Garden Series winning, second winning team from Tokyo Sports Press, December 8th, 1983. Wow. Wow. Uh, Japan involved in this one. That's interesting. Well, yeah, I'd love to know exactly what this is, this trophy. Holy cow. What is that? Well, it must have taken place. It took place at Madison Square Garden, but it's got Japanese connections. Very interesting. Now I have to look into it. Now you've got me wondering big time. What is your (laughs) favorite memory of your father? If you have have to pinpoint it to one memory. Pinpoint it? Um... So he would buy us pets or animals or whatever basically we wanted. So we would go, he would take me to the pet store and it was Thompson Pet Store. And he, we would get, he would buy me these little green lizards that were like, I don't know, a dollar, two dollars. I can't even think what they were. And then I would have them and I'd keep them in an aquarium. They wouldn't live forever, but he would yell, go get them, go get them. And he'd hold my mom down. And we'd put them on my mom, and she would scream because they would just creep her out. <laughs> and she would be laughing so hard, like she's almost crying. But I remember that. Then we were leaving to go to um, – well, we took them to the airport at LAX. And we would always stay in the hotel with the seagull in the bottom of the pool. And we would go to the pet store. Well, there was this huge, giant rabbit that was bred. And my mom goes, well – well, I'll buy you that. Let's just come back. And he goes, look, 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 don't you want this lizard? And it was this huge, I want to say like bearded dragon that was already grown. And my mom's like, no, 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 no. And I go, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. And then we were, then she got me afraid of it. So we had, we ended up giving it to my cousin because she was, she would scream. She would, oh, she would get onto him. But we had rabbits. We had, I mean, he would just, here, yeah, you want rabbits? Here, I'll go get you and your sister. So we got two rabbits, and they ended up, one was male and female, and then my mom, my mom was so mad. Uh-oh. But, yeah, we had turtles, and but the lizards, we would hold her down and put lizards on her, and she would just scream and laugh. So that was that, or we would go, we would go eat sushi. I mean, back in the 80s when he would come back, we'd go have sushi, and then we would, we would eat at a restaurant, Akira's. Just swimming. Um, he just did. I mean, I remember like one time in Fresno, we were at the gift shop at the hotel, and fans came swarming in. Um, they shut it down. Um, he was like, "Just hurry up and get something." I remember we were in the neighborhood. I was riding my bike, and he was walking behind me, and somebody started calling him a fa- faggot. Sorry, no, it's live. Um, and I remember him just kind of like pushing me back towards the house. Um, my mom would always say about how crazy the fans were, but we, I didn't see that. 
and I did, guess I didn't really understand, like, why don't I know that? Why don't I know that? Well, I listened to Fumi's podcast, and he goes, um, when he was home, it was family, and they didn't let her watch. They didn't, it was totally different from home to, to from wrestling. They didn't involve, you know, the kids, when they did stuff at home, they did stuff at home. I said, well, that makes more sense. It sounds like he was a lot of fun, your father. Is that fair to say? Like, when you saw him, it was a lot of, a lot of good times when he was around? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it was fun that I remember. It was always fun. Um, we were going to play. We were going to go. You know, we went to him. I remember the first movie. The first movie that I can remember is Harry and the Hendersons that he took me to. Mm. Uh, there was always something funny on. Uh, like Spies Like Us, I remember watching that with them, or just, it was always comedies on. Um, there was always, I mean, it was, like I said, we used to super glue moss to my mom's lamp of a naked lady. It looked like pubic hair, and she would be so mad. <laughs> We've carried that tradition on now with her Christmas village that she puts up. My sister and I, like, let the animals out and, like, have people, looks like they're having intimate acts. <laughs> In different areas of her village. You better be careful. I think so I think mad. your son might be taking notes. Oh, <laughs> future, this one. Future pranks. He is in shenanigans. <laughs> I need to document. I got my own. Yeah, he has his own. Oh god. That's what right. I was told yesterday at work that I need to stay. They need to keep me busy. My patient load has been very low. They need to keep me busy so I don't have time for shenanigans. Another nurse practitioner and I, we hide the one doctor's car. We moved it in another parking lot. <laughs> one doctor's on a dating site and he left his phone open. So I put he his he was interested in men, and then hurry up and closed it. And oh, no. I got a text message. I put my husband in a dating app for a gay dating app. <laughs> you're with a some menace. You're that's, a menace. That's, that's What's great. going on here? Wow. Oh, oh my god, that's hilarious. On the beach, yes. hands. This yeah, Adonis thing is very genetic. Whatever's going it on is. here. That's why yeah. we, sh- we shouldn't be at fault. No, no. So no, you inherited no, the no. Uh, the fun. What Angie, are you going Hypothetical question, and maybe, hopefully, maybe one day it's real. Okay. The WWE comes to your mom and oh. your family and says they want to induct Adrian to the Hall of Fame. About damn time. What do you think your mother? What do you think your mother or you say? I, I would say I, my mom. I don't know. My sister has said that my mom would maybe say no. I don't know if she would she would do it just because of circumstances. Hmm. I I don't I don't know. I I think it would be more prestigious for him to be in the cauliflower alley. It's more I mean yes it's prestigious but they have they have a guy with a parrot on there beforehand. Uh-oh. I mean he was he was in WrestleMania <laughs> I don't even know their names. I'm like, who are these people? Like, were you in the largest sellout stadium? Were you like, yeah. tag, like, could you really wrestle before you came? Or Understood. were you just in the gym with muscles and, the, oh, wow, here you go. Here's your trophy. Yeah. Yeah. They put the divas in that have no business being in there, like Tori Wilson. But I won't, you know, since you started don't even, dropping don't names. Don't even start. I know. I'm going to get started here. You mentioned before in the accident, and it kind of like, went right by but you said bear man had heat with vince in this book so yes so in this book it talks about they tried to shut him down all the time the bear man he had to go like they would report his bear and it was be- i had heard that vince tried to sign the bear man and the bear man said okay yeah i'll bring my bear and then tried to tried to renege on the deal with him so he said you know 
up yours and went back to Canada. After that, the Gaming Commission was on him all the time. He was in court a lot of time. Um, if you read this book, it's drawing heat. It was it really shed, it almost makes you think like, you know, he had issues with two of the people in this vehicle. Like it's it's a little shady. It's a little shady that something. I mean, he was on him trying to um, just close him down at every at every turn. So it, it was a really interesting book. It was uh, I I cannot I have two copies of it because at the back of the book. It has pictures of the second edition. There's pictures of my dad with weight loss with Steve Oceans two weeks before the wreck. Um, there's experts in there. There's like little um, by Ricky Johnson. Um, and who else? Uh, there was another person in there too writing about it about after the wreck. Like how they had to get Davey home. How um, somebody had to drive the bear home. Um that how they tore up the the bar in the motel room like it uh it it's if you read it it's a little and I, the guy stayed like stay, the writer actually stayed with with Dave and it even talks about the the guy who robbed him you know how can you rob someone that let you live with them and took you in for for years for the fans so the fans was, that don't know that can you give some more clarity on the robbery um that took place so, after the accident? So a guy named Robbie James, it's in newspaper articles. He was 30 years old. He lived with the Bear Man. Uh, he was kind of one of the ring crew guys. Him and there was another guy. That other guy, I don't know his name. Um, he's OD'd. He's no, no longer this guy. Hmm. Um, he went to the motel room after the accident and said he needed to get into my dad's room. And it was then that the motel manager said, no, I, I got to call someone. So he called my mom and said, hey, the motel manager said, hey, this guy needs to get into Keith's room. And she goes, put him on the phone. He goes, yeah, I'm going to get in there. I got to get the stuff. Like there's an accident. She goes, uh, Keith's dead. She goes, put Dave on the phone. Dave's dead. Put one of the Kelly twins on the phone. I don't know you. He said they're all dead. Hung up signed for it and went in there and he's the one that took the money out of my dad's room. I got in the safety deposit box and, and stole it. He then, uh, if you listen to grappling with Canada, the law enforcement talks about, she talked to him and it was a gray pencil case. He, he told her, well, the money must've floated down the river with, or down the current in the, from the water, from the ravine. And she said, they just had an idea with them. Well, then, then she checked and he signed them. He signed it out from the hotel manager. So this guy is the one that called and informed my mom that my dad had passed, then hung up. So my mom doesn't hear anything for two hours until law enforcement calls her. Because like, in, well, they you know they didn't know their real names at first because they just knew stage names and uh, you know my mom didn't know who to call, didn't know where they were at, didn't know anything. So she gets this phone call and then that's it. So meanwhile, this guy steals, and it wasn't all his Japan payout money. He had met my mom and gave my mom most of it, but it was still the law enforcement officer said it was 6,000. My mom said it was not that much money. She never really gave an amount, but they found him and um, he was arrested. I don't know what he was charged with. Um, I know that some people did get a hold of him, um, but I, I, he's still, he's still alive. Um, 
found his Facebook page. So that was kind of interesting. Wow. But yeah, he so he goes and robs these people after like he was nothing, like he was nothing, homeless, nothing. And Dave took him in, and he lived with Dave. And I've been on Facebook with Dave's son, and Dave's son's like he's he's garbage. He just he's nothing. Mm. All right, Andrew, we're almost out of time. We're gonna hit you with the Pharaoh's final question. We could have two questions: one for Ange, and then one for the babe. I have to come up with two questions. You're going to make me think twice as hard now? There you go. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. Babe, what team you want to play for once you get signed? Because if you're hitting 230-foot home runs at the age of 12, uh, you've probably got a shot on some major league team at some point. Uh, Say the Yankees, but what's what's your answer? What team you want to play for? Well, it's not 230-foot home runs at the fence. It's 280s where... Like, really? Oh, I stand corrected. Like, wow. Easy to ask steroids, <laughs> Sam. All right. 280 feet. Okay, so what team do you want to launch these home runs for, sir? Boston Red Sox. Oh, God. What are you Ooh. doing? No, his dad's doing? favorite team is the Yankees, so we have to. Yeah, uh, that's not my favorite team, though. I like the Cubs, okay. but I want to be on a winning team. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh, get a load of this. I have 27 World Series rings jammed in my ears. Yeah, You're going to have to say that louder. That's rough. All yeah, right, so you're going to be a Cubby. Cubs. The Cubs. All right, a Cubby. No. That works. That's fine. Wrigley feels beautiful. You'll enjoy launching the balls over that uh, that ivy out there. That's good. Okay, Ange. I, would, I wouldn't want to be qualified for, like, flute comers at the Yankee Stadium. Yeah. What was wow. that? What did he say? You want to repeat that, babe? What did he, he say? Didn't hear you. I wouldn't want to be qualified for flute comers to the right and left field like that at the Yankee Stadium. <laughs> get wow. a load of this. I'm going to get Reggie right. Jackson on the phone. This Hold on a second. Me. Babe, do you have any girlfriends? Look at this. And you're taking notes. Look at this. You forgot your toes. Count your toes, too, while you're at it. He's humble, too. Are they all right? So, babe, are they, are they good looking? Are they good looking? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Of course they are, right? I'm yeah. going to say they're cougars. I'm taking cougar applications, too. Oh, wow. Are nice. you serious? Wow. All righty. Oh, my God. Wow. wow, this kid is wise beyond his years. He is. I think I'm going to be his agent. I, I think that would be a real good idea. I think that would be pretty smart. Uh, we're going straight to the Cubs. And we're going to tell the Cubs this is how it's going to go. All right, that works. Love this Angie, kid. I'm yes. just curious. We've had Mike and I, We look. We loved your father, okay? Just as fans of wrestling, we loved your father. We always have, right from the first time we saw him, way back in the mags in the in the early 80s, okay? So it's over 40-plus years of this. I will always, first impressions go a long way. I will always think of Adrian Adonis and Jesse Ventura, the East-West connection. So I'm curious, over all these years, have you ever heard from Jesse? No, no. <laughs> Mm. But, but like I said, we've not, you know, we've not, I I saw recently he did a little interview where he said he was complimenting my dad, but he, um, I don't know, he seems very full of himself. You think? I heard that's a conspiracy unto itself, but he's going to (laughs) explore that with his own documentary (laughs) next week. Yeah. Very witty. Thank you. I learned from the babe. Very witty. I did. I did. Oh, this kid. (laughs) I would like to thank you guys uh, for having sure. me on your initial podcast because uh, I don't think without yours or, you know, I want to say yours or, or Hannibal's out there, which he was the first one. You guys were the second one. Without your guys' that 
maybe Dark Side wouldn't have contacted us. So thank you guys very much. Well, no, I want to thank you, and uh, it's an honor to meet you and consider you a friend. And as a wrestling fan, um, I was happy to see that your family and your father got a nice shake, a nice show. Yeah. And, you know, as much as we love your father and so many wrestling fans do. Thousands. Yep. Millions. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He is, you know, I I don't want to say a forgotten guy, but he's kind of like people kind of just don't put him where he belongs. They don't realize. And he really does. Oh, he was. I mean, you can look at it this way. He was great. I loved him when he was with Jesse. Yep. I loved him when he was with Dick Murdoch. Correct. And I hated him when he became adorable. Boy, did I love that. But but I love that. But my point is He was so good at everything he did. But that's what I'm saying. My point is, I was a lifelong fan, and he made me hate him when he turned to that character. He was so great. But I still loved him. And what a wrestler, too. That physique was completely misleading. This guy could go. Huge fans, anyway. By the way, that Should be obvious. Mitch 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 has stepped in. Yeah. That cup is from the MSG Antonio Inoki tag go. team tour. There we go. Mitch. Oh, so we're in Murdoch. How awesome is that? Nice call, Mitch. I, I well really done. want to thank you guys for coming. Babe, what a pleasure to meet you. Pharaoh will be calling you to become your agent. So <laughs> Let's you do know. it. Hey, I can count on my hands and toes, too, all the chicks. We'll we, have a great We time. only get 33%. <laughs> She's like, no, you won't. <laughs> Uh, Thanks again for joining us. I'm not on Tinder. It's the best. Thank you guys for having me. No, you're so welcome, both of you. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you along the way, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was great. Awesome. That, that was fantastic. That kid rocks. We should have but his mom rocks. Like she, she's putting oh, the she's people awesome. on date. She put her husband on a dating app. <laughs> Check this That's out, dude. Classic. What if we had a back-to-back show? Oh, the my babe, God. I know. And then Sleepy Guy right after that. The Babe and Sleepy Guy? Oh Were you going to bring them in together? No, separate. Separate. Separate shows. Yeah, because the Babe would probably be like, what are you doing sleeping on the couch? And like pour something on him or something like that, you know? I could see him doing He's that. He's freaking awesome, man. He's hilarious. Oh, my God. He's very quick-witted. I'm wondering if we're related. I am adopted, after all. <laughs> you never know. He's you fast. You could be his older brother. I could be, but that would be really bad but, for him. But then you'd be related to Adrian Adonis. That would be awesome. How awesome would that be? That would be, be awesome. I would no, love I, you that. Know, honestly, I love Angela. I think she She's she great. Rules. She's I, great. I She's real her. people. She feels like real um, people. Real quick, awesome. before we go, Abe, can we pop up the... Oh, we have on top. It's tagged. Thank you, Abe. What do we got? What We've we got, got the uh, GoFundMe yes. for uh, sure. Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't, you know, as much fun as we had on the second show. Right. I still don't want to forget that uh, no. we lost a, a good friend. The wrestling world lost... Uh, a good, good wrestler. Yeah, they sure and did. And the world lost a good person. Yes, that's um, most important. The, the, I think the saddest thing of the whole thing is I, really I think him. Mike good was kind of having a resurgence. He was. He was. That's why, to me, it's just like, why? Yes. But that's the natural yeah. reaction to have. Why? 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 Was a really, really likable guy. Funny, too. Very funny. So, guys, funny. Uh, you know, the original show was supposed to be about Stolen Valor. 
right. Mike passed away. Yeah. So maybe next week we'll discuss Stolen Valor. Yeah, and our little wrestling. exchange with Sergeant Slaughter. Yes, our exchange Very with interesting. the Sarge. Very interesting. Um, Got to tell you, personally, yeah. I love Sergeant Slaughter growing up. Absolutely. But I'm pro Lacey, Lacey Evans, man. I know you are. I'm a big Lacey Evans I guy. I may be leaning with Sarge a little bit on this one. Wow. Well, I mean, what are you doing taking this look? At least call him first and ask if it's okay. Really? He's the Sarge. Oh, wait a minute. Let's not get into that. Let's not get Let's it. Not get... Abe you wants to go maggot. Home. Abe wants to go home. Abe, you're dismissed. Anyway, I want to thank you all. Yo, Phil, one last thing. I, you know, you said on What's one, up, of Phil? The, one of the videos, Yeah. you said, you and I really want you to explain because it really hit home for explain, me. Explain, explain. But Phil said that he felt like Tuesday's Mantar memoirs okay. was like going to be his last one. Really? And I was well, like, Well, we had a very strange conversation just hours before. Yes, we did. He passed away, okay? I mean, we did. And I was expressing my concern about Mantar's condition. And uh, it was actually kind of creepy because uh, I was telling Michael that I was like, I was so worried about his, you know, his health and, and, and his build and, and all that weight that he was carrying around and his injuries from the business that I was like, I was afraid he had maybe five years the way it was going for him with his health. I didn't think it would be five hours. So that was extremely, extremely unsettling. So, Phil, please explain. Did you get the same weird premonitions or something? I don't even know what that was. Hey. I can't explain it. Hey, what, what does a young guy weird. like you feel when you see someone? Uh, you like, just you saw guys, him. You were here. No, but do you think like fifty-five is old in your mind, or like I, I don't? You know, it's now. Like, be nice, Abe, because I'm no, fifty-five. No, be nice. fifty-five no. is way too young. It's way Thank too you. young. I mean, my my father passed when he was fifty-six, oh, and God. I was a child. I wasn't even a teenager yet. Right. So wow. I definitely have a personal connection to it. But sure, especially hearing other people talk about it, seeing the family. Yeah. It really, you know, it it just sucks. You know, yeah. it's it's never good to lose someone. It's never good to lose someone while they're young. You know, yeah. it's, it's still so much to give. Yeah, he had a lot to get. He was looking forward to giving it. You know, he was really, really was. He was enjoying doing the show. Well, I I think I think uh, when the documentary comes out, people support it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it sounds like it could be um, it could be a really good moving doc you know you know how much i love docs i know Um, i know and look at it this way he's giving uh he's giving scott hall a power slam upstairs you ain't kidding he is he's just like i remember you come here i gotta say (laughs) i gotta say again the one thing like you said i was happy about and i I wasn't happy that he wasn't here to see it right um oh the outpouring of well you know what though we believe in an afterlife so you did see it sure it was nice to see all I couldn't believe the, 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 the articles. I was him. blown away by that. I mean, I, I really was. It I takes a lot think, to get me going. Like, I almost I was think, like, wow. like, I don't remember, like, I don't even know if Scott Hall had that kind of action. I'm sure he did. I'm sure I he mean, did, to be too. honest, but I was just very, let's put it this way. I was, number one, surprised. I'm being honest. Right. I was surprised at all the different articles on him. I was impressed right. with it. And when I saw the New York Post... The New York Post in this town is a big, is a big deal. Right. I was just like, oh, my Lord. And and Mike would share sometimes, you know, did, did I do enough? Oh, boy, did you ever. I mean, you got the Post talking about you. You did plenty, my friend. You did plenty. Good man. Way too soon. Way too soon. All right. With that, again, we love you guys. Thank you for supporting us every Thursday. 
Um, thank you, Abe, for putting in such great nice job, Abe. every week. We love it. Thank you, Indie Music Studio, for giving us a place to broadcast out of. Yep. And uh, we're going to see you next week, which is favorites of mine. I could do these WCCW shows all day long. All day long. Yeehaw! Right? We got Brian. Terry Funk? No, he's not WCCW, dude. What are you talking about? He was Texas. You can't get more Texas than Terry Funk. I don't care. He's Texas. He's so Texas. you got to give me. By the way, what kind of oversight is that by WCCW? Terry Funk? Who? They were their rivals, dude, right? Yeah, that's true. I think they were rivals. Yeah, you're right. And then your favorite, Dory, would be, you know. My favorite? You like Dory. Dory? What are you talking about? But we've got WCCW, <laughs> Brian Adidason. Yes. And then uh, yes. the week after, we got the What is your obsession, by the way, real quick, WCCW? What, what is your obsession with uh, the fine state of Texas, who hated the Farrell, by the honestly, way, when he passed through? Um, they wanted me out of there. Big-time WWE guy, obviously. Yeah. But then once you got cable and then you started seeing WCCW. Right. Freebirds. Yes. I thought Michael Hayes. Oh my Terry God. Bam Bam Gordy. Oh God! I was like, they are so great. I was in awe of that. You should be. I was in That's awe. That's the fabulous Freebirds. And honestly, when the Modern Day Warrior came out, right? Kerry Von Erich to me Kerry was Von like Eric, this guy yeah. was like a Greek right. god, right? And he just had he was like to me superstar Graham ish. Mm-hmm. Funny part about it is again, I'm going to post it on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a. Probably people don't, maybe, you know, everybody knows more than I do, so I got to oh, forgive stop me, that. right? You stop that. I have a, a, a DVD at home. It's like the guy who played the drums for the Freebirds, uh, and I guess he was okay. their, like, music manager. Pete Best? I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> but anyway, he has all the recordings, right. like like phone conversations with Michael PSAs, okay. yeah. and it's all it's all this crazy stuff, fact. Right, It's right, like... Right. It's so, like, obscure. Right. It's just a, a mess. Boy, you must be it, all over that. It's a mess. But the problem is, like, times have changed, right? And not a mess who, who What's a mess? It's not a Absolutely. mess. Absolutely. But, you know, in this world where you can't have CD players anymore, it's like, i got to find a way to transfer this What do you mean you can't computer. have so What, do they discontinue CD players? Are they, are they hey, now right? Like a, how do you transfer a CD to a computer Has now? a CD become, like, There's a no record? There's no CD player hey, in it's, that, it's, it's done? Some computers still have... CD drives, but for the most part, like my new, I just got a new Mac a couple of years ago, and it right. has none. And I, right. I CDs I have, are done. I have like movie. I have a, I collect DVDs. Yeah. I so can't now watch you've got to get a, like a extension to attach yeah. to it. And on top of that, the the thing is like it's it's cryptid, right? So it's like you can't rip it from the DVD. Oh, no. So you yeah, got to get a program DVDs, yeah. that rips that stuff. Wow. Yeah, and also they're just changing up all like the USB ports, so you need to get an adapter for your adapter. Yeah. So oh, my I guess God. the point is it's not worth my time. I just want to listen to the damn song. <laughs> but, what is going on here? On this thing, there's that's a couple of things that's crazy. There's recording. So before Hogan, okay. McMahon was trying to get Kerry Von Eric up here right. to become the champion. Right, I can see that. Then, when he brings the Freebirds up here, and right. I don't know how true it is, but there's a call from Michael P.S. Hayes, this guy, saying that Vince wants him to beat Hogan to carry the rock in wrestling. Michael Hayes, and I've told you this a thousand times, was world champion material. Especially, not, no, as much as I, I love no, him, no, no, no. In his prime, boy, oh boy, was he a show. I'm sorry. That guy, and, and he was the E in entertainment way before we were even thinking about the word entertainment. Vince must have been like gaga 
over Michael Hayes. It would have been the biggest mistake of all time. Maybe you say so, but it all depends on how it had been booked. Listen, the way I look at it this way... The biggest mistake of all time is Jinder Mahal, okay? Michael Hayes would not in reflection... Davio says, Terry Funk was born in my hometown, and he's not a Texan. Man, that's rough, man. Bam, you got busted. That's just rough, man. Anyway. I associate Texas with Terry Funk. I know I'm not the only one, so I must be, you know... Again, oh, maybe we want to thank crazy. you guys. Um, rest in peace, Mike. Uh, yeah. We'll be thinking about you. Yep. Say hello to JJ. Say hello to JJ. Say hello to Lanny. Say hello to Lanny. Say, you may not want to, but say hello to Scott. Why not? All right, with you this, know? you want to set us out, big guy? You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. And until next week, on behalf of my partner, Mr. Abe, rest in peace, Mantar. Love you, Mike. Later. This life is tearing me apart This life is tearing me apart Yeah.